Blog Talk Radio. Just a second, let me introduce you, Daddy Dearest. <laughs> anyway, hi everybody uh, that are listening now or listening later. Um, I'm glad we're here today, and I got my sweet dad on the phone. Sometimes he can be sweet, but he's always full of love and for God and humanity. So, Dad, I know you have a great subject, one of our favorites, right, to talk about today. So share with everybody what you're going to talk about and take it away. Well, it's not my favorite subject. It is the subject. My subject today is God. What do you mean, God? Well, who is God? Can you te- can anyone tell me who God is? Terry? God's my buddy. He's my best friend. That's who God is to me. Uh, and then the other part of God, that's Jesus. He's he's uh, he's our Savior. And uh, uh, I always look at God as creator. Jesus is the healer. He gave his life for us. And then Mr. Holy, he's, uh, he's he lives down here on, on the planet with us and maybe some other planets, too. Who knows? But uh, Mr. Holy's here, and uh, he's our buddy. How about that? It's okay. Called, so I, 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 thought, I thought of a new name for him. I called him the Holy Family, right? Isn't that good? That's Holy good. Triplets, Holy that's Family. That's even better. Okay, yeah. good. What you're saying is that if he's a family, then he's part of you, right? Absolutely. Okay, he's part of you. How do you talk to God? Uh, okay, you I'll give you. Oh, are you asking me? Or are you okay? It's a redundant yeah, question. Yeah, I'm gonna you. I'm gonna ask you. How do you talk to God? All right, I'm going to answer your question. So I forgot to put gas in my car, right? And uh, I was going so I was so busy, and and I have warning lights on that uh, I need gas because my car is a newer car. And uh, I'm not sure why I said that, but anyway, so I said, uh, "Hey, uh, God, Mr. Holy and Joshua, Jesus, I said I need <laughs> you to help me uh, to get to the gas station, please." And uh, I said, "I don't want to be late for my appointment." And uh, and and then, then they, God told me, he says, you got this. I will not let you run out of gas. <laughs> Thank you. I go, I owe you one, God. Thank you so much. That's what I said. And I got to the gas station. And I, uh, and then I got annoyed at the lady in front of me because she was over there, whatever she was doing. I probably said, I chilled out on that because God really did help me make it, even with her slow moving, very slow. So that's how that's that's how I just ask for things. And then, I, and then in the morning time, I say, Hey, what what can I do for you today? I always ask that, and because uh, you know you always take and you got to give too, don't you think? I mean that's that's when you ask for something or you're asking to receive something. Part of receiving is giving, I think. What do you think, Dad? Yes, you're right. Anyway, what you're saying to me, God's a very personal thing to you. So I don't yeah. talk to you today. I don't talk to everybody about who God is and how God talks and God does everything. Well. If talking to God is involved, involves a spiritual, personal, and often private relationship, we take that privacy relationship as as gospel. It is gospel, but God is. If God is everything, then you do what T is doing. Say, God, help me get to the service station. Now, what if He doesn't help you? Does that mean God isn't real? How many people believe that, as Tia said, she might be forgetful? Does God reward forgetfulness? 
He's not rewarding anything. He's your buddy. Talk yeah, I don't even think fun. of it like that, Dad. I just don't. I don't think of it him rewarding me like that. I, maybe I should, but I don't do that. Okay, right? All right. If you don't, God is a spiritual being. God is a spirit. Is a man living in heaven. A holy comforter or Holy Spirit or Mr. Holy as he calls it. It lives with you. He's beside you. He's, when Christ left this earth and went back to heaven, he left you with the Holy Spirit. He gave you the Holy Spirit or Holy Mr. Holy. Talking to God has involved a very spiritual, personal relationship. I want to ask you now, not, not, not to T, but to anybody that might be listening. Can anyone talk to God? Can you talk to God? If you're saved, meaning Christ living in your heart, you can speak the Holy Comforter will be with you, the Holy Spirit, Mr. Comforter, Mr. Holy. He will be with you. But if you're not saved, meaning you're an F God in your heart, you can talk to God only to be saved, to be come into your life, to be rewarded. Most people, when you talk about God, they say, oh, Lord, boy, we got to talk about God. Remember that God is a holy being. If you were married and you talked to your wife as often as you talked to God, what would happen? If you had a child and you talked to the child as often as you talked to God, what would a child do? What I'm saying is that God is more than just a being that that you listen to or ask for something and then you move on. God is everything. If you talk to your wife like you talk to God, would your wife love you more? Or and if you're if you're a woman and a husband, if you talk to your husband or wife or spouse as you talk to God, how often would your spouse be good to you? How often will your children obey you or give to you or take from you? God is a, is a, not only a spiritual thing, but he is everything. You get up in the morning time, the first thing you do, check in with God. You just heard T say that. Check in with God. What God can to do today for you? What do you want me to do today, God? When I woke up this morning, I looked up at so the clouds are in the sky, and I say, God, what can you do? What I kind of do? What do you want me to do today? Talking to God is a way of relating to life itself. God is life. God gives life. God takes life. God, that's what He wants to do. God takes, talks, acts as God wants to be. Is God will God tell you a lie? Of course not. Do you believe that? I hope you do. How do you receive God? You simply say to him, in the, in the, in the area that we live in now, you say to God, say, God, I believe in Christ. I believe that Christ died for my sins. I believe that God is my substitute death. I believe that God will live in eternity with you and God. God is everything. Really? Is everything? Is your spouse everything? How often do you talk to your spouse? 
I need to talk to yourself about your spouse or your friend. But God, let's put God on a shelf. I'm going to put him up there. If I need him, I'll talk to him. If I'm really spirits about it, I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll go to church on Sunday or I'll go to prayer meeting or I'll go anywhere. And I, when I get there, I know we'll be talking about God. But when I leave there, forget God. Most people say don't ever bring God up in a subject. Why? I don't know why. Because I do. Well, that makes it right for you, but not right for me. No. God is everything. What what am I saying? God is a very spiritual life that you live. He is personal. He can be shared with everybody. God may seem complicated. He's not complicated. He's a spirit. What do you mean spirit? He lives in spiritual form. But he has Christ living with him. And the Holy Spirit is part of Christ. It's part of God. The Holy Family. Terry calls it the Holy Family. Is that right, T? Holy Family, Holy Triplets. But I like Holy Family. That's what I got this week, actually. Okay, Holy Family. I like it, too. I like it better than any of that you've said before. When you choose to connect with God and talk to God, you simply say, God, how you doing? Nothing wrong with that. But believe me, talk to God as you believe. Most people don't believe that God is real. Most people don't believe that you talk to God as you talk to your wife or your husband or your spouse. You don't go you talk to God as you as I'm trying to You talk to God as if he as if he's there right now. Beside me, I've got I'm gonna sit here at my desk and I'm explaining with my hands. Nobody can see me, but God can. I know that God is here. God will determine how I talk. Sometimes I make mistakes. Do you mean God makes a mistake? No. But he helps me. Moses, everybody's heard of Moses. If not, I'll tell you about Moses. Moses said, hold on, on the mountain, and God was talking to him. Moses said, God, I can't talk. Moses, I don't think fast. Moses, I think you'll kill me. And he had so many excuses when Moses, God was telling Moses, go get the children of Israel out of Egypt. What did God do? God got mad. Read that. Well, read the scripture. God got mad. Moses, here's what I want you to do. Don't worry about what you can talk. I'll talk for you. I'll give you the words. Your your friends stood in front of a judge, and you know that there's a problem is coming down. I'm speaking. And God said to me, I mean, the judge said to me, he said, are you trying to tell me you're on a 35 miles on a hurry to turn the car seven times end over end down the mountain now? I'm doing 35 miles Well, sir, look at the speed I'm doing. But God is like that. See, God knows exactly what to say and when to say it. So he told Moses, he said, Moses, I'm tired of your grabbing and carrying on. You won't know and listen to me. I'll send you Aaron. And he said, talk to Aaron, and Aaron came to me. But determine how you see God. You mean you need to be determined who God is to you. Who is God to you? What does God do for you? Most people don't realize that God stands beside us, walks with us, works with us, teaches us, if we listen to him. 
But we we have this, this system of listening. Don't talk about God in public. Don't talk about Do not get that get an argument started. I'm not asking an argument. I'm just you to speak for God. Somebody says, you have a child. Some people don't have it, but most, most people have a child. If you tell that child that he'll do something, he goes and does it if he's if he's in, in order. But if if we talk to God the same way, you know that God will take care of us. But don't worry about whether don't worry about whether you're going to be chastised or cut down because you talk about God. That's relief. I had a professor in, in that seminary. He said the closest I came to knowing God was I was on the main street in Wales. That's the country he's from. And Dr. Lawrence said, I was sitting up, standing in Wales. He said, God, how can I reach people? So I took my hand off, laid in the middle of the street, started running around like a wild man. I'm not asking you to do that. But I'm going to show you how real God is. And he he run around the head and he pointed at the head. He says, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive. Finally, got a crowd to stop and listen to us. Who was that crazy guy walk, running around or walk, running around a hat saying he's alive? We had a good enough crowd. He reached and picked up in the underneath his hat was a Bible. He picked it up and he began to preach. He was a man fearless. He was fearless for God. I'm not saying that you should do that. I'm not saying you should do anything that I say. But remember that God is real. How real is God? Oh, he's, oh, he's everything, Mr. Evans, or Colonel, or Gene, or whatever. Well, do you, if you want, if you talk, if you talk to our God, like you talk to your wife or your spouse, what would you think? Would people criticize you? Of course not. Some will, but who cares? In order for you to talk to God, all you have to do is open your mouth. Open your thoughts, and there is God. Do you know God is a as a father, a mother, a teacher, a distant, a close friend, or is God as abstract spiritual God? Most people use abstract. By that I mean, you don't get up in the morning talking about God to yourself. You don't get up and talk about God. You don't get up and do anything for God. The first thing you do, oh, God, it's morning time. I again, we're going to work. But listen to God. God is real. Is your connection to God rooted in a personal, spiritual relationship you have with God? Or do you follow the form and order of your religion? It's not, no, we're not talking about religion. We're talking about God. Tell Mr. God who God is to you. What is God to you? God to me is, I know that God works with me and talks to me and orders me around and asks me to do this and ask that. And it's the same thing you do to your spouse or your children or anybody else or your friend. You're partners with somebody. How do you become a partner? You trust him or her, and then they say, you, you have a partnership. You have a partnership with God, do you? Whichever is true for you will dictate how you respond to God. Remember, I'm trying to say that God is personal. No other word can be said to me. 
establish a relationship with a caring God. Does God care? Care for you? Sure he does. Jesus said, help me get to the service station, God, because I'm a human being, and I'm about to run out of gas. I'm going to ask you to test God with your hand. But if it happens, do you look up to do you look up to God and say, I don't say look up to heaven because God is everywhere. God is this. But don't I, you ask God, say, God, help me get this search session. Help me get this. I know I'm, I'm wrong, Father, but please help me. He's a caring God. If you walk out of gas can by running inside your car, would you stop me and say, uh, will, will you put some gas in my car? Of course not. You would say that. You just take the gas on. Well, in God, is the same way. God takes care of you. So you're telling God to bur- telling God your burdens and joys has bond your relationship with God. If you have joys, talk to God. If you have burdens, talk to God. Will God listen? He's a spirit. Of course he'll listen. Mr. Holy will listen. He so many times said, Mr. Holy, help me with this. And they argue with the Holy Spirit. Well, what did Moses do? Moses said, God, you can't kill these people. You mean Moses said that to God? Yeah, he did. Because he was mad at him. Moses was mad at him. He said, God, you can't do this. You brought them out of Egypt. You brought them out of Egypt to die? I don't, I'm not sure why Moses talked about that. Because God knew what he was going to say. But remember that God is a caring God. He's a God that loves. We ever stop and think about what God looks like? Many times, how does the Spirit look like? God is a Spirit. But how many times do I think, what does God look like? When God was looking at Adam and Eve in the garden, as he walked through the garden, and all the great things he had done, do you realize what God looked like? I give anything in the world. I want they all know this. What God looks like. I'll be honored the day that God takes me to heaven. And he says to me, he said, Son, dear son, I'm talking. Well, I'll be so happy to know that God talks to me as I'm talking to you right now, but with spiritual emphasis. There are two billionaires last week. First part of this, I can't remember when it was. It is recently, in the last 10 days. Escaped Earth gravity. One day, I'm going to escape Earth gravity. And I'll go to heaven. Where is heaven? It's above the earth. It's above heaven. But God lives in the heavenlies. Christ lives in the heavenlies. Holy Spirit lives within you. Never forget that. Part of God lives within you. So have a relationship with God. God wants to hear from you and to share your joys, pains, and thoughts. All my pains, yes, and all my thoughts, yes. The first step in in his relationship. But we don't think like that. We think God is a great spiritual entity that lives somewhere out of space. He's a relationship that we can't, can't reach. We can reach it by talking to him. God listens to every word and has thought that we...
Sorry, that's our national bird here in Florida. Maybe that's God getting right to do right now. <laughs> yeah, right. But remember that God wants to hear from you. He knows your thoughts, but he wants you to say your thoughts. We have the Holy Bible written by different authors over a period of 2,000 years to 1,400 years, really. Talk to God as you would really close, loving, but all-powerful friend. He's your friend. He's powerful. Talk, talk to God as a tremendous friend is different from faith. God needs, God needs you or duty to talk to him. As with the friend, you expect back and forth communication by noticing how God answers. Ephesus teaches you while prayer may be more than one-way transaction by talking about the conversation. You can talk to God out loud or inside your mind, which you feel most effective to you. But remember, you have to talk to him. You have to, you have to ask him things. You have to believe that he will answer. You may find May may be best to find a quiet and private space. I don't like that. You can't talk in a private space. You can't talk in a closet. You can't talk in the bed. But you talk to God constantly. I feel God around me all the time. Does it make me spiritual? No. Just I know what God is. I know God loves me. You can love your spouse or your best friend. She does. Do you find time to talk to him or her? It. It happens all the time. We talk because we believe. I'm trying to imply to you today that talking to God in the relationship of children or spouses or whatever is is the way, way life goes on. But we have to talk to God. Ask him questions. He'll, he'll find time to answer. He don't answer everything right away. You don't like to say, God, can you do this? Yes, he did. He can. Will he? I believe that God does what he wants to do. Why? Because he's God. But God is not something that's so on the mantle all the time or on Sunday. You grab your Bible and you head out for some kind of sacred deal. But God is with you all the time. God is with me now. God is with you now. God is with everybody. And the best time to talk to God, whenever you find time to find to talk to God. I talk to God more than I talk to anybody. Does he always answer? Always, I know he answers. But he may not answer when I want to be answered. You'll find out that God has his own way. He knows what's best. He doesn't violate your free will. I want you to understand that. There is a free will that we have. But when we talk to God, we've got to understand there is free will. The free will is us. He allows us to do what we want to do. Did you want to eat and partake of that fruit on the tree? He told me, no, he said, you die. Did she die? Yes, she died. Apparently, she died. She was cast out of the garden. And from there, sin evolved. Does God lie? Never. When he, when he says, when he looks up at Adam and says, honey, you got to protect this fruit here. He said, I can't, eh? She gets the law. What do you mean, she gets the law? I was told that I would know the right from wrong if I brought this out, eat this, uh, I don't call it apple or tomato, I don't what you call it. He, he, Adam said, oh, Eve, I can't do that. 
Well, if you don't do that, you're not going to have me. So take your choice, me or, or uh, take this eight, take this fruit, or or not have me. And I looked at her. What did he say? Uh, me, I don't know what exactly he said, but I can I can visualize it. He looked at her and he looked at himself and looked at that fruit that she was holding in her hand. He said, "I'll give it to me." And he gave it to her. And she gave it to him, and he tasted it, and all evidence of, of what, what's about to happen came true. He did die. He was out of the garden. An angel marked him from ever coming back in, and he lived, and he toiled, and he worked. You know, when all animals were created, they were all vegetarians. But when then a sin happened, blood began to spill. Without the shedding of blood, this is spiritual, this is God. Without the shedding of blood, you can't be forgiven for your sins. You can't live with God. You you live in eternity, but not with God. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So as you go through your daily life, picture God as whatever picture, but picture him as personal. He is your personal Savior. He is Christ, your personal Savior. He's the Holy Spirit or the Holy Family. He lives within you. God lives in your heart. The Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit helps you talk to God. Most people think, don't think they can... I know that God has pain. He created pain. And he sees his children that, 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 that doesn't believe in him or live as if he doesn't live. But God lives within your life, within your heart. If you believe in God, you believe that God can do anything if you ask him. Always ask God and know that God will do you, do for you as it is for Terry. Terry. I call her Terry, but I grew up calling her Terry. But she likes her name, Terry, which is her name. But in regards to that, in regards to that, I call her T but this time. But remember that God wants you to call upon him. He will talk to you. God out loud or inside your mind, which is more effective. It may be best to find a quiet private space and talk to God to start out. Well, God is so beautiful outside. I love to spend the day reading in the park. When you read, have a talk with God. Talk to God similarly as you would if, if a physical person sitting in front of you. What did I say? Listen, visualize God as a person. He's standing right beside you. You don't talk abstract. You talk to a personal friend. Well, look at God as a personal friend. He can. He wants you to talk to God similarly as you would if a physical person were standing in front of you. You can. Can talk to God about your bad trip, your daily troubles, your thoughts and moments at the moment, your hopes and dreams. Even tell God, tell Him, tell yourself the things which you're thankful. You can tell God about the casual or hard times. You would would be you would talk to Him as you talk to a concerned friend. Let's let's say for example you have have an ongoing argument with a friend, and you could say, God, I'm not sure what else to say. We're in an argument from a field exam. We still can't 
can't come to the living. I don't want to be thinking that we can't get through this, but I don't know what more that I can say. God will answer your prayers. Prayers are precious. You don't get this, you know. You don't get the app. I, I cannot contact you. You can always talk to God. As I look now out my window, I have one of them office, and I see the clouds and I see everything. I know that Christ will come back on the cloud for rapture of the church. He can't come back because it's cloud in the sky. Christ will come back when he's ready. And God tells me to come back to receive us home. One day we'll escape gravity. We'll escape all of this. And we'll be changed and clean as an eye. And we'll be with God forever. That's a glorious time. You still have the glorious times now if you realize that God is real. He is real as your childless door beside you. He's real as your spouse beside you. He's real. He's understanding. He can do for you what no one can do for you. He he listens to you and he will obey what you ask him to do if it's within his will. Everything is God's will. He will not violate your will. If you want to go sin, go now and sin. You want to go out and live like hell, go live like hell. God will allow you to do that. But he's there with his hand and heart open for you to come back to him. God is real. Is he real to you today? I hope so. If not, you can ask him. And be willing to do what Romans 12 one says. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. Your price, the price of the blood of Christ. My brother died climbing a hill to fight the Japanese. Bullets took toward through his flesh. And he died for 28 people. And for that, he was a reward. But Christ died for the world. Nobody asked him to do it. He did it for his own self. Because God is real. Do you got anything to say? No, Dad, I told you I got an appointment, so I got a jet. But uh, this is great. I appreciate it. So God is real, and he's your buddy. And sometimes he waits to answer you. Last night I lost my keys. <laughs> I'm like, I got to go. And uh, I go, you know what, thank you. I'm suffering here. Nobody's helping me. And <laughs> then I opened the drawer to get something, and there my keys were. Isn't that cool? Right? I well, love God that. is real. Yes, he is. He's real, and he looks out after you. And you ask a question, get an answer. But, Dad, I, I got to tell you, it's so important that you, instead of just asking for stuff, you say, hey, what can I do for you today? You know what I mean? And uh, and and that's always important. You know, and dedicate a song to him. A lot of times I'll dedicate songs uh, to God, you know, and uh, God and, and the Holy Family. I just dedicate songs to him. Some come on the radio. And he tolerates my singing. Of course, he made me. <laughs> it's all good, right? Um, but yeah, I love I love God. I love I love the Holy Family. I do with all my heart. And uh, we just gotta we just gotta you remember that. Yeah, I do with all my heart. Anyway, uh, thank you, Dad. How can people get in touch with you? Oh my, uh, uh, what do you call it? email? Yeah, email. Colonel Abbott. C O L O N E L. Abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T, and then 366, 
at gmail.com. Colonel Apple, 366 at gmail.com. I know that you and I are planning on things and you're planning on things you have to do in in the future. I hope that people will come and listen and talk to God. Oh, believe in God. He's your buddy. He's your Savior. He's your eternal being. I love each one of you. Daddy, that was great. Let's, I love you too, and everybody that's listening now or later, we love you, and um, and just really, I'm you. God's always there, and and uh, you will always listen and give you an answer. Maybe not the one you want, but I promise it'll be the best one for you. I've learned that in challenging ways, right? Okay. Yeah, people know what I'm talking about. That right, Dad? You know, sometimes yep. you think it needs to be this way. No. <laughs> Sometimes it's a different way, but it's not good. Anyway, take care. Bye, Dad. I'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye. I love Bye, you too. Everybody. Bye. Love him. Love Dad. Thank you.